Previously on Fantastic Worlds Podcast. So do we want to try and have Pippa sneak again, or do we want to just like blast up in there? Every time you move Abraxas, your blood, it's like slushy. Just a very sweet looking boy, probably about 16 years old. Oh good, my favorite. There is an adorable deer boy who is tied to a chair. She will probably use the child against us if we try and attack her head on. He learned that spell from Pykele. You flipple flapples! They're 1950s fae. Honey sap, I'm back. Well, Huff Puff, we did a great job, team. This was uh, this went very differently from the other battle. Well, yeah. Now and now and now, best strategy: immobilize them. Then you can just stab him to death. She sits on her bed for a minute and is kind of like her knee is bouncing up and down as she sort of stares at her hands and. All she can think about is, like, what happened in that town and the fact that she couldn't do anything for that haunt. He he picks up the scent of Manette. I'm like, oh, where's where's this one going? And is will follow, like, kind of right behind you. That is a sad story, but people do not go near there because of the two that haunt it so. I worship Kepri. Maybe you don't know him. Maybe you do. Anyways... You know, I wish I lived closer to you just so I could occasionally just come punch you. <laughs> Pip and I are having a bonding moment. Someone with a profession? Odessa oh, brings out the bingo books like, hmm, Fletcher, Stamp. No, Wiz, we're heading to that awful, awful place. That Manette was very upset about. <laughs> While she's struggling, Pippa's just like staring at her over the rim of her own cup, just with one eyebrow raised. <laughs> Odessa, like, cocks an eyebrow, and she's like, I-, I said absolutely nothing about courtship. I am very good about getting my mind off someone by getting on someone else. You hear the children crying and crying, and then all of a sudden it just gets silent, and all the children turn and look at him. Hello, world's travelers. It is IK, and I'm here this week to do the intro to another fabulous episode of the Fantastic Worlds podcast, which is what you're currently listening to in case you guys have since forgotten. For starters, I just want to thank the AV Club for writing an incredible review of our podcast. Seriously, guys, it was so nice. And just take a moment to welcome all of the new listeners who found us through said review. You guys are awesome. Thanks for joining. Welcome to the party. I would also like to briefly go over our Twitch schedule this week. It is going to be Tuesday, Wednesday with Jess. She's going to play Red Dead Redemption 2 and hopefully, for all of our sakes, finish it because I think she needs a break. And on Thursday, Jess is going to be playing Sekiro, which I don't know what it is, but it sounds very Japanese and fun. I would also like to take a moment to thank everyone who has written us amazing reviews on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. This week, I want to specifically thank FR Vessel, who wrote, What a fun show! Using the Pathfinder system and the Reign of Winter adventure path, the crew 
Dustin, Abby K, Angel, and Jess are creating a memorable adventure for everyone. As a player, it's helping me embrace the joy of wacky ideas and the power of poignant moments, i.e. having fun, but taking the story seriously. As a GM, it's helping me learn the importance of creating challenging encounters for both the system, role-playing, and the characters, role-playing. As a person, it's helping me do a better job of listening to these stories created by communities that are often marginalized in gaming subculture. Kudos for a great run so far, and congrats on finishing book one of the AP. Oh my god, FR Vessel. You are so nice. Thank you for the congrats. A brief note about this episode. A while back, I had posted a tweet on Twitter about the most awkward thing Odessa has ever said, and I said it was in episode 40. I was incorrect. It is, in fact, this episode is the episode that Odessa says the most awkward thing she has ever said so far. So strap in for that. You'll know. Don't worry. Anyway, introducing this week's episode, episode 39, Busting Makes Us Feel Good. Manette is emotionally drained, (laughs) but also feeling more at peace. Yeah, I was about to say, how does it feel to free, uh, or at least help be the catalyst to help free children from 1500 years of ghost imprisonment? I mean, I think considering how like utterly devastated she was just by that whole situation, being able to get some closure. I mean, we talked about this a little bit last time, uh, you know, the, the fact that they haven't had a lot of closure for a lot of things or a lot of wins. So this one feels particularly good. She feels like she's done what she could and what she had to do. And she feels very, very much, like I said, at peace. And I think now that all the sort of adrenaline is gone, she's just sort of sagging like, oh, <laughs> I have not sat down. I have not slept, you know, that kind of thing. The only sleep you had was the night at that temple. And that was not a good night's sleep. No, yeah, fitful. It was enough to get your technical needs filled in terms of like being able to cast spells and stuff like that. But it was not sufficient enough to actually feel kind of like, you know, like a daylight savings times and waking up and just feeling like shit. Because, you know, you've all of a sudden had an hour less sleep. Oh, I kept waking up because of nightmares last night. So I imagine Minette is feeling much like me. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And I think, Abraxas, this wasn't necessarily your... Well, it was a balancing. So it was actually kind of something that was kind of a big deal to you. His perspective on it was a little different. I mean, of course, nobody likes uh, ghost children being trapped in the ether for you know hundreds upon hundreds of years so but again um i think it it affected him but not at the level it affected manette he looked at it upon um akin to just like you said kind of the balance thing this is an area that was touched by evil magic and this magic is still holding sway over this entire country so just to have this area a freed a moment of peace uh not being captured and held in thrall by what he considers evil magic is it's like a breath of fresh air to him it was really close to the first time that they shut down the portal he felt hey this is the path that i'm supposed to be taking uh he doesn't get his orders from 
specifically, you know, there's missions that I, I think either peers or people higher in his organization have requests or maybe some orders, but most of it is he goes by the will of the world. And for him, it's that further connection of I'm walking the correct path and he's responsible for areas that are affected by, you know, the cold. He's an Arctic druid. No, again, this is his domain. And by freeing this land, this is another step that they're heading in the right direction and that reinforcement of they're, they're doing good work here. And I think, I don't know if we talked about this offline or online. I, you said that, you know, as a druid, your order would see this as a blight on the land and not being able to do the holy duties of consecrate, you would have just done whatever it took to balance the land. Right. So in this one, I'm picturing, because there's some, I mean, you know, getting outside of game mechanics, there's things you can do outside of spells that are more on the ritual level, but that would involve multiple druids of you know, higher level or prepping rituals that would duplicate the consecration to kind of banish this dark magic or whatever is holding that would be the equivalent of a consecrate. But it's not a spell that you're right that the druids would be able to, oh, let me memorize this. They'd have to set up for it. So in it, so for a druid, it might not have been a freeing the children. It might have just been getting rid of them and whatever means necessary to bring the land right. to a balance. Yeah, clearing the land from the because again, like the trees, the trees were all messed up. You know your description, and again, it's 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 been touched by something dark, a blighting force, and it's to remove that. If the secondary effect was you know freeing the children, that would have been an added plus, but it wouldn't have been the you know primary objective. Yeah, and I think maybe that's kind of a thought that's going through your head as you guys are walking back. You know, you guys have had a long night. It's probably around midnight when um, the last spirits are finally released from their pain. Father Lucius, he's actually kind of energized because this is something that, much like Manette, it's been weighing on him for a long time, but he didn't have the power to get rid of the two beings that basically were holding these kids to the place and keeping him from consecrating. He did not have the power to eliminate those forsaken creatures. So he's a little energized. And so he's like, let's walk back. He doesn't want to camp. He doesn't want to stay in that temple, which oddly enough is still kind of a holy zone. I don't know that anybody can really explain why that's happening. I think you guys are probably maybe both exhausted, but I'm guessing you would agree to that because this guy helped you guys out. And you, pr you probably don't want to be out here in the middle of the night by yourselves, even though you probably could take anything that comes up. Yeah, I think it makes Manette feel better that like at least she was able to play a bigger part than I think she realized like she didn't realize that what was stopping someone from consecrating this ground was that he couldn't take care of those two you know other things <laughs> so she feels really good about that and you know she's like it's like a weariness that's very comfortable so even though she's sort of exhausted she still has enough energy it's kind of that that like comfortable lulling sleepiness where she's like she's able to walk on um and maybe she stumbles every once in a while but she's not to the point where it's like physically painful or anything like that to continue to walk maybe the feeling of like a good cry where you're like you yeah. like just had this big emotional outcry and then you're like you're exhausted but you feel so much better cleansed yeah kind of play something <laughs> like that i was also cleansed <laughs> so i think for the first hour of the walk back because it's a three-hour walk it's not close to elspren uh you guys are probably maybe a little quiet everything is very peaceful and serene which is probably a rare thing in this 
land. And then maybe Abraxas in your back of your mind is kind of gnawing away at you about the fact that, that the Druids would have just eliminated these children. They wouldn't necessarily worried about freedom. It would have been a great bonus. But you noticed how much of an impact that had on Manette, who's somebody you have grown to admire. I mean, you guys are best buds, kind of. You guys are torta buddies. Torta buds. <laughs> uh, you know, and you guys are both kind of thinking about this, which you're thinking about that. Maybe Manette's thinking about this and maybe her draining is turning to like that kind of relief and, and like wanting to talk about it. Um, which one of you guys probably would speak up first? I think because this is reminding him of well again this place was touched because of not only magic but a horrible event so you know he's always thinking of you know the visions that he got when he first arrived in Irisin you know subsequent dreams so I think after it, it has been quiet for a while he's gonna uh, clear his throat and kind of pluck up the courage to um, ask about a couple of things that have been in his mind so uh, uh, Manette uh, uh, question for you these Haunts, is it? It's a haunts, this uh, phenomenon, these events. That's uh, what I've heard them called in most churches, yes. How common are they? This is our our second one that we've encountered here in these lands. Are they, do they happen often in, in your experience? You've, you've traveled far and wide. I, I've not run into any in my travels. Minette sighs and sort of like is looking at the ground. And then she finally looks at him after a small pause and says, They are unfortunately rather common in some regions of Galarian. Obviously, I've not been everywhere, but um, even across Ustalav, you will find a great deal of haunting. When I was much younger, a very young pup, I I inadvertently passed my curse on to a young child. Uh, I... I try to think of them often to keep their memory alive, but it was by the will of an archdruid I ran into them again and I had to either bring them in for a cure or or eliminate them. They had fallen deeply into the curse. Some people do learn control. Um, and of course, my my family's born born with it, and uh, but some get lost to the madness and to the bloodlust. This person fell in the land of the Lenorn kings. Not not very far, but they fell. It was very traumatic. Um, I I tried to take the body with me, but the villagers very were very scared. I had to, of course, not hurt them and had to leave to to leave them there. I I don't know young, the young man's name. He was a butcher. I think Manette has gripped Abraxas's shoulder by now, but isn't interrupting. Is just sort of comforting him. Do you think it's possible that such a haunt might rise from that place? I have not visited that place in, since the event. Do you think it's a possibility that the place is blighted or his spirit or uh, something may cause his spirit to dwell there trapped? It's possible. There's usually a great deal of emotion involved in haunts. So in such a situation, whether it be your emotions or the man's emotions, it could have created a haunt. But you can't blame yourself if that is the case. You did not intend to create a haunt. And just know there are people there who can set his soul at rest if he is not at peace. That is true. Uh, 
Well, if this place has been lighted for so many years, and I'm glad our travels took us here. Who knows how much longer these children in the land would have suffered were it not just for a slight intervention. I mean, think of the chances of us taking a right at a stone and not a left. Makes me feel better knowing that uh, you walk with Capri, so I, I know that our steps have some divine guidance, and I myself am always keeping a, an ear on the wind. That makes me feel better, Manetta. So maybe somebody's journeys made them enter that village, and if any evil or any... Anything remained that perhaps the village is, is safe because someone took the correct path down that way. I find myself still gripped with some emotion about this, but thank you for saying that. I felt so impotent being unable to perform the consecration myself, but the fact that we're able to do anything simply by, I don't know, whatever is driving us, whether it be Kepri and your senses or any any of us. However we're coming across these things, I think it's a guided thing and I think we're on the right path. I think for the rest of the journey, or I don't know the rest of the journey, but Abraxas uh, will ask different questions about, you know, Kepri, you know, uh, things you'd basically ask if you had like a pamphlet, you know, have you heard the good word? Yeah. Or, you know, a friend invites you to go to the church, so you go with them. So I think he'll just ask, I think, you know, nothing very specific, but just kind of the general questions to kind of... Yeah, kind of what's his deal? And yeah. Manette would definitely talk about why she is a worshiper of Kepri and how she believes in, you know, the goal of uplifting the people who toil and, you know, equality and <laughs> even to some extent the trickery and probably she would talk about some of her experiences that she talked about with Pippa as well um, many episodes back about you know what her caravan was really getting up to sort of like taking down small time you know corrupt governors and things like that she would definitely want to talk about that and Kepri's own you know acts of trickery she she would probably start to turn to like lighthearted stories about Kepri because it's been such a heavy day <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> would you say there's probably a I think maybe Manette is getting to this point where you know when she first was introduced she was super lighthearted and like joyful and stuff like that and then Basically, a sequence of bad crap just kind of kept happening that brought her down. I think she kind of had a realization a couple episodes back where you guys are doing a lot of good, too. Yeah, I think this whole book one, pretty much all of it feels like Minette's art, unplanned by me entirely. But this is just how it sort of felt like things should go is sort of losing like being drained by the realities of what was going on around her and how much more serious things had gotten than they used to be in her life even though I mean she'd been through some serious stuff but not world saving like cataclysmic stuff and so the whole arc has been her like sort of losing her self assurance losing her joy like you said and then sort of now she's starting to regain that and I think she's talked about that a little bit she's put that out there but more than ever I think she's starting to really that again. Yeah, and I would say that probably this land is a land that has sucked the joy out of the everyday person. <laughs> I'm sure the witches are having a good old time. Uh, you know, but but for the most part, so maybe there's even something to the fact that realization that that joy is something that this land needs. Yeah, in her mind, it's sort of linked to the, you know, the sunniness of Osiria and there's something there that connects her. And so it's almost like this land is so much the opposite of that. But she feels like she's carrying Osirian with her and carrying Capri with her. And that's bringing light and joy to her and to whoever she can possibly help she hopes you know she's not so like cocky that she'd be like oh yes i am helping all the people spreading joy like no it's not like that it's like however much i can bolster myself like that is to the benefit of others as well
Well, Manette and Braxis, I think you bid your good day to Lucius. Uh, and you finally make it to the end. And I think you guys are dragging a little bit. It's like three or four in the morning. It's been a very long day. But you are finally back at the end. And at breakfast, I think you go up the stairs. Your place is the first one on the right. So you go in and you go curl up on the... Probably turn into a wolf and curl up near the fireplace, I imagine. Yep, that's exactly it. <laughs> Manette, I think you walk a little farther down and you start to unlock your door. And uh, just at that time, uh, Odessa is coming up the stairs. Awkward. <laughs> Drama <Yikes>. bomb. <laughs> Roll for awkwardness. <laughs> I can just see it now of like both like Odessa's eyes bugging out a little bit of like, oh. yeah, I just like I imagine that like, <laughs> okay, she probably missed some buttons when she was putting her shirt back on and oh like her my. hair kind of looks a little fucked up. It's the one thing where you're off one button. Button, so the entire shirt yeah is just- so like it looks okay until you like examine it <laughs> and then you're like what's happening but yeah and i would imagine like yeah it, her hair would look a little messy and she i think she even kind of looks like annoyed even before she saw minette i think she just looked annoyed and so when she comes up the stairs and sees minette she goes from being annoyed to just like i would almost say like angry like her face looks kind of angry and I feel like they would kind of make eye contact for a while. Yeah. I don't know. Would Manette say anything? I think Manette is really out of it and exhausted. So she kind of gives her like a watery smile, but is then like it's waning very quickly. She's like, um, something's wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then she's so tired. She's like, I kill. <laughs> Yeah, so I think Odessa would kind of see her start to realize that Manette realizes that she's angry, would like walk up to her and just look up at her and be like, oh, so I see you're back. How was your whatever it is that you did since you had Abraxas leave a note that basically said you'll be back at some point and no other information at all ever. Also, he left an exorbitant amount of money, so that was cool too. Manette is like looking around for a way out, basically, but then she's just like, uh, I, um, <laughs> listen, I, I, I found the local cleric, Father Lucius, and, um, we went to consecrate that, that ground we found, uh, you know, w- with the children and the, um, yeah. <laughs> That's all she says. She's like, she's so confused. She's like really scared. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know that anyway. thing that um, women do when they're mad at you and they think you're stupid and they just blink your, their eyes at you a lot? Yeah, Manette is probably used to getting that look to some degree. <laughs> so she, she's still just like sort of casting around like, uh, you know what, why don't we, um, would you care to come in? And then she just like gestures at her room, which she hasn't opened the door to yet. So she opens it like real fast after she realizes it isn't open and just like sort of gestures again like, um... And uh, Adessa, when you walk inside, you literally see like her bag shoved to a corner and that's it. Like the bed hasn't been touched. Nothing has been touched in the room. Yeah, Adessa goes in and she like crosses her arms over her chest and then goes in, like resigns herself like fine and then goes in and probably just starts pacing through the room, like at the end of the bed, just like starts pacing back and forth. And you can like you can tell she's really frustrated. I think Manette is like super awkward still. Like she's never, she's always awkward in these kinds of situations. Like when she's being confronted, but she doesn't know what the other person wants to say. Like she's very direct, 
So, uh, she's not, she's just sort of watching. And then at the same time, she's like slowly peeling off pieces of armor. Like I need to get this off of me real quick while you're doing that. And I'm just going to let you, I'm going to let you figure out what you need to say. And I'm going to just, <laughs> no, it's not sexy. It's the opposite of sexy. It's awkwardly <laughs> taking off armor. Yeah. And I probably smell underneath. It's probably awful. <laughs> armor chafe <laughs> you got ghost ectoplasm in your in your in between yeah. your armor yes oh she was out ghost busting ghost all night ghostbusters you gonna call <laughs> not adessa because you forgot we were both busting in different ways <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> odessa did some busting uh, o m makes me g <laughs> so i think as <laughs> Man- <laughs> Louder again for those in the back. Um, but the people in the back. Uh, so as Manette's kind of peeling off armor and kind of just like awkwardly awkwarding around, Adessa just comes to a complete, just like turns on a heel and looks at Manette and she's like, I don't even understand like what it is, like what your problem is. Like, okay, so I say things all the time. All the time. I put my foot in my mouth and you just, I like, I say things about you. I put my foot in your mouth and you're just totally unfazed. And then I'm just sitting here like, well, clearly this doesn't affect her, whatever this is. Like, what even is this? And it clearly doesn't affect you the way it affects me. But like, I'm totally undone by you, which is really weird and great. And like, so I've always been the girl that like other people obsess about. And I'm always like, okay, so there's this crazy girl and she's kind of stalking me, but that's fine, I guess. Maybe I'll sleep with her. Maybe I won't. I don't know, but I can always get away from it. But now I'm the crazy girl and I can't get away from you because we're on this freaking mission to save the world or something. But nonetheless, I keep saying things and you're totally unaffected, but then I'm affected. And so then you left and I got upset, which is silly because I never get upset about stuff like that because I don't care. So then I got upset and then I slept with someone else. I mean, I slept with someone I not else, because that doesn't matter. And then halfway through sleeping with this person who was great, I said your name, which was super awkward, but she was really cool about it. <laughs> and then we spent the rest of the night talking about you and not having sex, which was like not how I was planning on spending my night. And you ruined everything. I don't even know how. And then we were talking and you said that we could revisit this once I stopped being stupid. But Manette, I don't think I ever am going to stop being stupid. I think this is just who I am. And you're just standing there peeling off armor. And I, you know what? I shouldn't have even come here. Um, This, oh my God, this was a mistake. <laughs> and then she like starts, she makes a move for the door to like get out because she realizes I, she has said way too much. Was the opposite of what I know I think at the same moment that Odessa had stopped initially in her pacing Manette had also stopped with like her finger under one of the straps of like one of her pieces of arm armor and she just like the whole time that Odessa was talking she's just staring completely wide-eyed and then her mouth fell open when she heard that she said her name and then she uh like as as Odessa is ending this whole thing, uh, Manette finally like shakes herself out of it and like goes and grabs her by the shoulder and just like spins her around and kisses her again. <laughs> like this is very much reminiscent of the moment early on where she was just like, I'm just gonna kiss you. <laughs> and she, and then, 
<laughs> if I this is how you get <laughs> this is how I get you to calm down. And then immediately before she can say anything, she's like, "Listen, I never said you had to stop being stupid. First of all, <laughs> I love that you're stupid. <laughs> and in fact, that's not how I would put it. I wouldn't say you're stupid. I think that's how you qualify it. I think I love. <laughs> I just there's you're you're so different. You're you're special and don't call it stupid that's not what it is and i meant what i said don't think that i'm not flustered by the things you say don't think that i'm not thinking about it constantly i am in my own way i i got distracted but not as much as you think maybe that kiss will show you that that's how i'm feeling i changed I don't know what happened in... It's only been, God, how many days? We've barely known each other, but something has changed in this time that we've been on this quest and since I've known you and being around you has changed me. And I have to admit, I this is going to sound so crazy. I, I didn't think I was capable of being in love with anyone this way, but I am falling for you constant and then she just sort of gets awkward again and is like even though she's used to being very emotionally vulnerable it's like this is new because you know lots of backstory stuff that she hasn't talked about yet but i mean i think she would tell sort of like after a minute if odessa was willing to stay she would sit down and tell her about like how she lived with this guy for like 16 years in the caravan and they had sort of an open relationship where clearly he was in love with her and she always felt like she couldn't reciprocate and she didn't know why and she thought it was something wrong with her and so like meeting Odessa was really confusing for her because she had she's 32 freaking years old and she didn't know she could fall in love like she did not know that that was possible and the whole time she's sort of just standing there with like her hands on Odessa's shoulders and they're like uncomfortably close but it doesn't seem to really matter to Manette because she's weird like that (laughs) but she just literally just spits that all out real fast like (laughs) I mean Odessa basically word vomited all over the room yeah Manette does it right back but I'm not gonna tell the whole story as her because it would get so long (laughs) I think that was the most words containing feelings that Odessa's like done in there's a gotta be some alcohol in the room now <laughs> this whole game it affected the whole tavern and nobody's drink went empty that night yes <laughs> yep. no, the, it's the legend of Odessa the tavern never runs dry ever again no. <laughs> wow imagine uh. <laughs> the magic of love <laughs> feelings damn this innkeeper is just gonna rake it in for the rest of time he's not even paying oh don't for worry some witch anymore. is gonna figure it out eventually and just kill him and take over Aww. so oh wow we um, there's Dustin the coming wow, to what a parade. bummer place to take it Dustin him. we were on a really uplifting moment wah, right there so I think Odessa would be like watching Manette and like looking up at her and definitely caught off guard again one more again. <laughs> again. And her eye, I think her eyes would kind of, she wouldn't be like crying, but her like eyes would kind of well up with tears. Like try to like c- gain her composure, but couldn't. <laughs> and would just kind of like bury her face in your chest and just like hug you. Not cry, but be sad and small and emotional. As we're doing that, Manette like hugs her back and the whole time I think they're both just like crying and then eventually Manette goes real quietly I'm sorry I smell bad. (laughs) (laughs) 
woman's question. <laughs> wow. You like as you're holding her, you can feel her laughing. She hugs you tight and she's it's fine. <laughs> Minette is laughing too and also still crying. <laughs> um, Minette, I'm sorry I slept with someone else. And she would just kind of like bury her face back in your like in your chest, but just be like, I was mad and you were gone, and that's how I handled those feelings. And I uh, probably shouldn't have done that. You have nothing to apologize for. I should know by now how to approach you, and I should have thought of your feelings more before I left without saying much of anything. I'm also sorry, but it's okay. I don't blame you. I know how hard you take some things. Then she would sort of be thinking about it and go, hmm, you gotta understand. The best thing you're gonna get is right here. <laughs> and then she sort of gestures up and down and wakes. <laughs> oh, whoa. Um, I think Odessa would step back and just kind of look at her and be like, you know, I'm gonna believe you, but I am also going to tell you that I know things that you don't. I don't think you know whether that's true or not. <laughs> I'll tell you some stories later. <laughs> I, I think Odessa would kind of start to feel awkward again and just look up at Manette and be like, so um, <clears throat> besides that stuff that we'll visit at some point, I don't know what this means for us, but we're in for the team. Um... We're going to be together for a while, I think, because saving the world sounds like it's going to be an involved process. I have some feelings and stuff. I don't know what they are yet, but if you're cool with it, we can just, like, figure it out, I guess. I, I think if you haven't resolved all your feelings, and <laughs> Kepri knows I haven't figured all of mine out... I think we can figure it out. I think we have time and we have each other. And from now on, I'm going to be more conscious of how what I do affects you. And I hope you'll continue to be open with me. I think Odessa just kind of shuffles her feet and she's like, yeah, cool. We can do that. <gasps> I mean, it's clear we have feelings for each other. We will figure this out. And I think we, we don't need to figure it out now. I, You're right. I, whatever makes you comfortable and... Let's do this. Let's save the fucking world. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds great. Let's do this. Save the world. I'll yeah, save the world. Save Instead the world. Instead of I want to grow old with you, it's I want to save the world with you. Yeah. Oh, and then we'll grow old together after. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's pretty damn romantic. Let's do it. Let's save the world. Then grow old together. It's taken a step back to look at you, and I think she would cross the room again. Just kind of stand as close to you as she basically could without touching you and then just like go up on her tiptoes and kiss you again and then just be like how would you feel if i uh slept in here tonight maybe and if not that's totally fine you just like killed a bunch of ghosts or something i don't actually no, know Minette that smiles works. and and wraps her arm around her and says yes come on because <laughs> she knows she's about to start a whole thing again so she's like I do smell bad, though. I mean, <laughs> just forewarning. You already know. <laughs> it's disgusting. Manette, I, I worked at a brothel for God knows how long. It's totally fine. I have smelled some things. <laughs> <laughs> I smelled some things. That's a t-shirt waiting to happen. <laughs> I, smelled, I worked at a brothel for a long time. I smelled, I smelled some things. I smelled some things. 
You know, this is a very smell-intensive group. <laughs> hey, that just means we're effective right. storytellers. We're engaging yes. all it's five so of your senses. We're delicious. We're stinky. <laughs> if we had viewers, they would totally see Jess showing off the pits. I know. <laughs> Here are my pits. <laughs> Does Manette want to take a bath before she goes to bed? Because all the rooms do have bath. Oh, yeah. I mean, if there's a bath in the room, she probably would then, yeah. Just close the curtains. That's all you get to know about what happens for the rest of the night. Fade to black. <laughs> fade to no, black. before we fade to black, uh, you look over on the nightstand, Odessa. Oh, my God. Please tell me it's like an entire picture. There is a mug of beer and there's a small note and says you're on probation. What does that mean? Does that mean she can drink again? Uh, we'll find out, will we, huh? I feel like she, like, walks over and, like, while Manette's doing whatever the fuck it is Manette's doing, she's just gonna sit in the bed and just, like, enjoy every bit of it because that was traumatic. For everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listeners included. <laughs> that was a hard-earned beer there. So we pan into the hallway and, uh, you know, it's, it's about four in the morning. So I think Pippa's the only person who's gotten a full night's sleep. The, I'm sure the halfling dude kept her awake for a while. So. <laughs> I don't know. Full night's sleep is the way to, yeah. is the way to say it. But <laughs> So that means that Pippa is probably the first one to wake up in the morning? Yeah, probably. She's feeling pretty energized. It was a good night. She didn't have frustrating <laughs> emotional conversations with this person. <laughs> what? Come on. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> she took her own advice. It was exactly what she told Odessa to do last night that she did not do. Pippa did do that. So the guy wakes up and he's like, yeah, so when can we hang out again? Oh, honey. This was so much fun. And she just kind of like cups his face. Like I imagine they're like still lying in bed. She's like, this was, she like pats his cheek. A, a wonderful time, but I gotta be moving on. I got uh, things to do, but you were lovely. You see the one tear like go down his cheek. Oh God! No, just kidding. <laughs> Suck it back up. <laughs> oh, okay. Seems a little disappointed. It's not every day he runs into another halfling, so I think. And Pippa's Pippa's pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty special. She's a princess, you know. <laughs> Uh, he gets dressed. He starts to head out, turns to you. Maybe you're up beneath the door. And he's like, you sure? You sure we can't meet up again, maybe? Oh, you're sweet. So sweet. If we're still in town tonight, I'll let you know. Okay. And he, he walks away. So Pippa takes like a long, like, I imagine she's like wrapped in a sheet <laughs> from her bed. And she just takes like a long, like luxurious stretch. Honestly, she needed that. She's been wound pretty tight. She needed to blow off a little steam and kind of forget about all of the shit. She's a little loosened up, you know what I mean? And she's actually kind of experiencing kind of something along the lines of being feeling centered and calm in her own head. Okay, I feel like I know what I gotta do now. She takes a bath and she gets dressed and goes downstairs and enjoys a nice breakfast that is apparently already because paid somebody for. somebody gave them all our gold. Because somebody smashed all our gold on the counter and it wasn't <laughs> even Manette. He felt there was a sense of urgency. He was being a good friend. I think you did not expect, you know, you thought maybe he'd just bring out your food. No, but every time you turn around, he's bringing out another dish. Eventually, this large banquet table is just full of food. And it's just Pippa. <laughs> he knows that other people should be coming down in theory. No, but I want the image <laughs> in every <laughs> listener's mind that there is a just this huge banquet table towering in food and a halfling. Which, I mean, for halflings, <laughs> that's, that's true, about right? But it looks 
ludicrous. <laughs> I want to imagine this cartoon <laughs> set line that just goes up and it's slowly going up and curling up through and then it, it hits the floorboards and it's poking around until it finds this little knot hole through it and goes through and goes up and up and there's a Braxis all curled up next to the fire and it's like 11 o'clock <laughs> at this point because Pippa's been sitting down there for a while maybe snacking a little bit. It just goes around you and around you and then just slowly flows into your nose. More? <laughs> up. More? Perfect way to wake up. Yeah, he's just gonna transform and head downstairs. I think he'll, he'll just, uh, he'll still have his armor on. Uh, he'll just be barefoot. That's the only, I think the only difference. When you come down, I, I imagine you're hungry because, you know, Bustin is a hell of a uh, uh, energy <laughs> burner. <laughs> Lots of calories burned. It sure is. And you head downstairs and you just see Pippa with this giant table full of food. It's kind of reminiscent of the first time you met her, only kind of reversed. Instead of you sitting at the table, it's her sitting at the table. Oh, yeah. I guess I'll pause for a little sense of uh, nostalgia there. Now, what a perfect sight to wake up to. Good morning, darling. Morning, morning. Oh, this is great. And he's just going to start tearing into the food both hands. Double fist in per, per the huge. Where did you two head off to last night? Did you take care of business? Swallow a big old piece of bacon. Yes, yes, we were uh, able to find a cleric and we went back to the church and he used the uh, impressive, impressive magic I have not seen that cleansed the area was pauses for a bit. It was truly remarkable. I'm glad Manette, of course, is always keeping uh, the welfare of others at the forefront of her mind. How was yours in uh, Odessa's uh, evening? Eventful? Well, Pippa kind of winks at him and she says like, oh, we had a good time. I mean, I did anyway. Odessa was kind of bent out of shape, but I got a feeling she worked it out. I notice uh, sometimes she gets a little, uh, what's the word? It's almost like hungry. She doesn't have something to drink for too long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the word you're looking for is horny. That's, that's the word. That's the word I was thinking of. Well, hopefully that's taken care of. But I'm really glad you were able to take care of the situation at the church. That actually is a weight off my mind as well. Peaceful now. And Manette is very much more at peace. I actually have been meaning to ask you a question, Abraxas. I'm glad we, we kind of have this time together before we have to move on with our business. Well, I mean, I actually... I have two questions for you. Uh, first one is, this has been weighing on me for a couple of weeks now. We've been a little distracted went with rescuing every single villager that we met between, you know, Nadia's village and this one. You just randomly handed me a dagger a week ago. Are you okay? It's a silver dagger. It's got an interesting oh, implication. Uh, and whatever he was eating or about to stuff in his face, I think he just puts down really slowly and wipes his hands on whatever fabrics available, be it his sleeve or pants. Yes, so uh, things have been progressing relatively quickly since we've jumped through that portal. Uh, do you remember when, oh gosh, it seemed a lifetime ago already? He kind of looks around to see who's within earshot. Uh, I experienced a vision of... I believe how my line started. And we have stories, of course, that we passed down through the generation of how my people came to be. We, in our past, we felt the, the touch of Baba Yaga and she transformed the first of my people into wolves to serve her army. When I met the writer, I saw a vision of the first two, uh, my ancestors, a knight and a princess became the first 
wolves or wares that served Baba Yaga's uh, vicious army, and I could only imagine they spread, they, they grew their ranks through each bite. It wasn't long after that. I had a dream. I have passed the curse when I was young. I wasn't aware of it. I was a young pup, a child, uh, making my peace with oh it my. now, but the dream, it was the memory, and it was so vivid, and as I awoke, the boy, when I turned around, I it was you. It was just too much for me to deal with at that time. I, I've been, of course, handing you all belladonna every chance I get, and it brings me some comfort that you have silver with you. It just makes me feel safer, is all Pippa. Of course, I would never, never ever do anything to hurt any of you, but these are savage lands, and the magic that runs here is is unpredictable. And again, I think he scratches at that snowflake. I think he does that absentmindedly when he's really nervous about biting people or of that comes to his mind. It's best to be prepared. I think Pippa actually also has a similar habit of sometimes she rubs the snowflake as well. So I think they're unconsciously kind of mirroring each other right now during this conversation. But Pippa takes her hand off her own arm and kind of puts it over Abraxas's to kind of stop him from scratching at it anymore and says like, well, that certainly sheds a little light on why you've been distant over the past week. I was wondering, you've seemed a little withdrawn. I I don't mean to be be distant. All of you are very important to me. Well, you are equally important to us and if us happen the silver on us makes you more comfortable then that's what we'll do but i i gotta say i i hate the idea of having to well, kill you uh, i'm gonna fight uh claw and tooth as against anything if i feel any sort of magic coming over me i i will fight it the best i can what are the signs that we should look for if this ever has to happen i've ever appear overly feral or deep deep into the bloodlust you know or the easiest sign is by turn against any, any of you. I am always in control of myself, no matter what form I am in. But those, those who lose themselves to the hunger, they, their first transformation or transformations after that, they lose themselves entirely. Pippa kind of squeezes his hand and uh, just says, I really, I thank you for your confidence. I know that that can't have been easy to talk about and... I'm really sorry that happened to you. I, I haven't talked about it in a long time, and I've actually had some quiet moments, the precious like this one, where I've been able to uh, have some conversation with Odessa and, and Manette, and I think I, I probably should have brought it up sooner. It's very healing. These moments where you lose control can be difficult to talk about, which is actually kind of the second thing that I wanted to mention to you. I haven't told anybody this yet, but you know... The first time this newfound power of mine manifested back in Taldor, I found myself first in a blank white space with a mirror, with a version of me in it that I do not understand and deeply hope is not accurate. I guess it is, you're, you are the person in my life who knows the most about magic and having to work through controlling certain aspects of yourself. I wanted to know how you deal with it. And also, is your wolf, is it like a different part of you? Yes and no. I am both the man and the wolf. So when I am appear to you as a man, as right now, that wolf is always with me. Uh, I can feel it, but it's uh, a part of me. Like, your shadow is part of you. The magic I wield for druids, uh, the natural world uses us to shape things around, or we are shaped by nature itself. 
uh, when we draw upon its magic to heal, to transform. But my understanding or interactions with wizards, uh, uh, sorcerers, uh, people who can harness uh, this kind of raw power is from themselves. Whereas, you know, we of the natural world, the world shapes us. You shape the natural world. It's a power that is part of you. Your own wolf, a wolf that may sometimes feel like a separate entity, is really you. There are components of it that can be scary and definitely should always be looked at or maybe the power touched with some caution because we that can touch this power have a responsibility like i've said before you this power is fueled by you i my power comes from nature when i heal i feel the sun i bring it closer i can draw fire i i feel the rage of the storm i i feel the calming whispers of light rain but that's all around me and i draw it into myself but you pippa it's truly amazing that's you know you are the storm you know you are that gentle rain that is inside of you and you draw that from yourself and then you affect things around you i could imagine it could you know feel amazing but also very scary and explore know know the wolf um because you are the wolf pippa is blushing a little bit it takes a lot to actually make her blush the things that abraxas was saying about how she was the storm is that's very heartwarming that's something she kind of needed to hear to make it sound like powerful and really cool and like something she might actually be able to be in control of i have noticed that you have this routine every morning uh where you i don't know meditate would that be helpful for me would you be willing to teach me how uh Yes, uh, he gets really excited. He kind of like, I think, rearranges himself in the chair. Uh, yeah, so these are uh, rituals passed down. I unfortunately can't share all of them. Druids, are we are a secretive sort and some items we really can't share with outsiders. However, um, yes, you, I think that would be wonderful. I will share everything that I can. There, uh, the meditations help me orient feel the ebb and flow of the natural world everything everything breathes around us and it's a way to catch a stillness uh, in that breath it helps me synchronize myself to drop on those energies but yes a meditation looking i think within you will really i believe help and i do have some components that have been touched by both divine and arcane magic. I believe that would help. I would love to share that aspect of myself with you. Thank you so much. That would be amazing. The way you describe it sounds exactly what I need. I really appreciate that. Thank you. He kind of nestles up a little closer and uh, pushes over a little plate of bacon. Pippa takes a piece of bacon and then they just, I guess, start like eating again. Bacon buddies. Bacon buddies. Bacon buddies. Oh, that makes them think of Manette. I wonder. Huh? I wonder what's keeping Manette. It's not like her to miss such a feast. I know it is a little strange. You'd think that the smells of bacon would have gotten, you know, up to her room by now. Should one of us go check? I think that would be good. Uh, how about I see if the innkeep could put together a couple of big sandwiches together and if you don't mind, Pippa. Mm? Nope, not at all. The keeper is happy to do this. I'm like, I want big sandwiches. If you think they're too big, they're not big enough. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, this is the first time I feel like Pippa has been like the first one up and the rest of us have been just like crashed the fuck out because usually mm-hmm. Abraxas and Manette do their morning ritual. <laughs> yeah. And then Odessa's always the last one to wake up regardless. So the innkeeper makes you these two sandwiches heaping with bacon and ham and maybe like there's a turkey leg sticking out of it. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> And you head upstairs to Praxis and you knock on Manette's door. Manette, what do you do? I think she like jolts awake and then definitely... Odessa is still asleep because Jim isn't with her and she did not hear it. She like looks at the door and then looks at Odessa and then kind of like shakes her a little bit, points at the door really emphatically and then starts like doing that silent mouth talking where it's like, I think Odessa like hard eyes the window and is like, I could just jump. She grabs Odessa's shoulders. No, no. No, not outside. I have sandwiches loaded with meat. Meat. I'm counting at least six different kinds. I'm going to taste this one really quick. Manette gives a thumbs up to the under the bed idea, but then Odessa like. just like crawls off the side of the bed and crawls underneath it. It is not quiet. She does not understand how to be quiet. Do you smell uh, sandalwood and what is that? Ch- cherry blossom? Are you eating jam in there? <laughs> share, share, <laughs> now Manette. Manette finally comes to the door and she's like, I would never eat jam without you. <laughs> Look at the size of the sandwich. Oh, that looks incredible. Thank you, my friend. I'm so exhausted. Why don't I come downstairs? <laughs> she's oh, yes, like of course. I pushing out the door. Maybe you're not, uh, what's, what's that word? You're not de- decent? What, what's a weird, weird phrase? Like if somebody's not decent. I think Manette's just wearing, like, her normal clothes because she pretty much was like, this is basically a nap, you know, like, <laughs> after taking a bath was essentially what it was. I mean, and, yeah. <laughs> I would say you probably got a good six hours. Well, this is just, right, Maybe not. So, Odessa, you can't hear a lot, but you do hear the door close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's, like, under the bed, and she's there's, like, freaking dust bunnies and shit under there, and she's just like, God. I think, a Braxton, oh, man. I think he's at the top of the stairs and before he hits the first one, turns back and just gives a really light sniff. I, and I think it equated to, you know, somebody hears something or sees something in the corner of his eyes. And again, he's very smell oriented. He's like, bacon, I swear it's jam. <laughs> All right, to the jam. Let's get some jam, Manette. Oh, I, I think it's just the soap I was using. I, I found this really nice... Soap. soap. Maybe that's what smells like jam. Anyways, let's go downstairs. <laughs> she's down there just like chowing down. She's kind of almost forgotten in a way. And she, but in the back of her mind, she's like, man, we should have thought of a signal, huh? Because <laughs> now, does Odessa like creep out? Does she, what does she do? <laughs> um, I love that like no one's like, I've where's Odessa? Because she's always like not down there for two hours yeah, that- anyway. <laughs> she's like, yeah. you guys wake me up, I kill you. <laughs> We know better than <laughs> try to wake up Odessa. <laughs> Reconnects back. Jim, 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 wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Jim like groggily wakes up and he, he motions over to the door and he, he gets a little step stool and opens it somehow. And then he goes and opens. No, and man, he, looks- he, is, he is handy. He probably just like jumps up and does that thing where he like wiggles his paws until the door is <laughs> open. <laughs> uh, and then he walks to the stairwell and looks down and, he's, and he gives you the coast is clear. Odessa darts from Manette's room and into her. I need to figure this out. I look like shit. Quickly puts on new clothes and like brushes her hair and then is in the middle of brushing her hair and is like, I have a comb 
for this exact thing. I literally have a comb for this. <laughs> and like combs her hair with a stylish brush, puts the barrette in her hair that makes her smell like something else that isn't whatever the hell it was. Oh, that's, that's yeah, then not the trail is lost wasn't right there. Gem. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. She doesn't get nervous often, but she is nervous now and she is sweaty. <laughs> Picks him up, puts him on her shoulder, and then like as nonchalantly and normal as she knows how, goes downstairs to breakfast. Manette has the biggest bite of sandwich in her mouth. Like she is literally trying to shove more in. <laughs> I feel like other people in the tavern would be looking like, stop, you have to stop. <laughs> you can't Mom, you make the big woman stop eating <laughs> can't oh my God. more sandwich man I promise <laughs> anyway I think some time passes I think Odessa eventually comes downstairs Pippa like nudges her with her elbow and goes like did you have fun last night um yeah 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 uh, I mean yes it was great I had a totally normal good night with that the Fletcher. That's what happened. Pippa's eyebrows are just climbing <laughs> higher and higher and higher into her hairline. <laughs> Manette is choking on her sandwich. <laughs> oh, so oh, Manette. Two bites. Two bites minimum. Uh. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's totally what happened. And then, like, shoots Manette a, like, a look like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Pippa's just glancing very suspiciously <laughs> between the two of you. <laughs> and Abraxas notices nothing. <laughs> I could see Abraxas going and he's like, what kind of soaps do you have? <laughs> I like Manette's soap much better. Which soap? The new soap? It's like, uh, you got new soap? Sandalwood and cherry blossoms. Makes not a like mental note that she sweet, can never uh, wear that one again. Not that the, what is that, like a sponge sugar sort of aroma you have. I don't know why you don't go with your natural scent. It's very, it's very disorienting. You're right. I will correct that immediately. And Manette goes straight back to eating because she knows better than to even try and talk her way out of stuff usually. I mean, she has the diplomacy. She could try. She she has used to using her wits more like than she has been on this journey, but she's feeling so flustered and Odessa's ramping things up so much. <laughs> yeah, Odessa has no chill and has no idea how to navigate this. Yeah, so she's just not looking at her. She's like really getting into her luscious sandwich. Oh yeah, <laughs> and Braxton gets super distracted anyway the minute he goes to the next plate. Yeah. <laughs> Odessa's just like absentmindedly poking the food on her plate and then I'll be like, oh shit, I'm supposed to be eating and then I'll like put something in her mouth. Like this is totally what I do. Luxury. Have you lost your appetite? What? No. What? Why would you ask that? <laughs> I, I'm eating. Look, and oh. like puts another bite in her mouth and chews. Mm. Yes, you mm-hmm. must eat. Must eat, Odessa. Yeah, you have to keep up your strength. Breakfast is the most important meal. Just of the day. blinks at Pippa a couple times. <laughs> I am plenty. I'm fine. I think Abraxas might necessarily remember what Odessa smelled like the previous night, but I have a feeling Pippa would remember. <laughs> oh, she does. She knows what perfume Odessa was wearing. She sat next to her at the bar all night. She knows exactly what perfume is Odessa the only was wearing last night. Know. He's used to people smelling one way all the time. Oh, did you guys? Uh, did you guys get my note? I left a note. Uh, Odessa side eyes Abraxas and like, yeah, your really detailed note that you left. I almost forgot. We definitely got your note. 
Thank you for paying for drinks and dinner last night in addition to breakfast this morning. And, and then some else we need. I don't remember purchasing anything. And as you say that, the innkeep comes forward with yet another plate of food. You guys are covered all throughout tonight and tomorrow morning. Oh, oh, walks away. That's very kind. <laughs> I don't remember yes. paying for these things. <laughs> well, Abraxas, you gave him too much money. Take, it was taken care of. Too much. Way too so, much. The coat. He he pulls out his like cloak of or his robe. It's like no, it's one of the things on here. The magics. It's like the little bag. I was wondering how come you had so much on you. Completely forgot <laughs> it was part of it. It's very handy. This thing. Well, you did a great job. This is very nice. You Although did I'm not it. used to carrying around so much money. Well done. Remind me to give you the rest. I think there's a. Uh, <laughs> There's some left in there. I think that would be wise. <laughs> also, maybe next time you leave a note, maybe a little more information, and then like side eyes Manette and is like, or you know, just tell us in person. Also an option. Pippa kicks Odessa under the table a little bit while still smiling very pleasantly at Abraxas. <laughs> Manette is still luxuriating in the meat. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not participating in this. I'm so uncomfortable. Ears closed. <laughs> you actually are having a pleasant day, and I am going to give you a pleasant day. Oh my and- God. So the rest of the day is... Where you mean we're not going to stumble upon a body today? Wow. Wow. That'll be a first for a while. This is a luxurious day. And I think, I mean, down to... You guys gave him a lot of gold. So I I think Mm -hmm. at some point he brings in whatever the Eurasian equivalent is of a manicurist, massages, and... Spade. You guys get pretty much anything you need. And there's food for days. In fact, he closes down the tavern. Not that he gets a lot of people visiting his tavern slash inn. Do they have a sauna? They do not have a sauna. No, they do have a sauna because we're fucking Harrison. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. That's where Pippa spends her whole day. And uh, guess what? What? You're all fifth level. <gasps> O-M-G. Yes. Oh my God, I get another, I get Yay! more spells. I get real ones, real the spells. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Pods Aww. production. I'd like it's to like thank Amy Hankinson for writing our like wonderful Dustin. theme song. No. Sirenscape for the use now? of sound effects and music. Paizo this for the wonderful Paladin's Reign of Winter good. Adventure Path and all you listeners. Until it. next week, when I destroy your guys' souls once again, I am no. Dustin Alexander. No. You can reach any of us on <sighs> Instagram at Fantastic Worlds Pod or Fantastic Pods on Twitter. And you can follow any of us on Instagram at Twitter. You can find me at Dustin Alexander. Ditto, except I am at Espinoza916. I'm Abby, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bonanza Famine. This is Kay, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheese Lady Macbeth. This is Jess. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hank the Clank. Please remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Follow us and, sh- and sh- follow us and share on social media. If you do share, use the hashtag World's Travelers so we can thank you for spreading the word. Your support makes a huge difference. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures is, is the only is this the only episode we've ended we're all dancing
saddest part of this all to me is that Abraxas is going to lose his cuddle buddy. Ah, uh, I mean, only sort of. Yeah, that I just mean, means he could start eating cookies in bed again. <laughs> <laughs> he had to cut that out for a bit. <laughs> That's good. I could just imagine Abraxas just like eating cookies in bed and Odessa just being like, no crumbs. <laughs> Or he could just wake up early and just bathe himself. <laughs> he licks all himself. the crumbs up, like how dog, you know, when you sleep next to a dog and then like if it has any kind of crumbs on the bed, you'll just see the dog licking the bed <laughs> the all over. Hoovering it yeah, up. And then the mm-hmm. sheets are moist. And yeah. <laughs> and not in the good way. No, not in the good way. Hey, don't sleep with dogs. <laughs> don't sleep with dogs if you don't want to grow. My bed is gross. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or cats yeah. either for that yeah. matter. Thor tracking oh, your litter oh, all God. in my sheets. Corbin had a hairball the other day for the first time ever, and I was like, "Get out!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm always mad when Muda has a hairball. Disgusting! I know. Where sense. did you get this hair? <laughs> How is this possible? Does she lick other things with hair? <laughs> the only thing I can think of is she eats mine. Does she groom Miss B? Yeah, that's gotta be. She I just mean, goes around gotta... eating your hair around the apartment. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I is your is I it suspiciously red? I've stayed with K and she did a lot. There is there is a lot of K hair all over the place. Oh yeah, I mean, if you have curly hair, especially curly and long, you're gonna mm-hmm. have hair everywhere. That's just yeah. it. That's it. It's <laughs> shit like crazy. Um. So. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing over the joke that Kay put in the chat. <laughs> oh my god, I just saw that. Let's get down to, to business. The Huns. Beat the Huns. Squish, squish. <laughs> so good. And now I'm going to stop myself I singing the rest of the song. They do not by heart. When I asked for sons. For sons. All right. Oh, 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 I'm so now. Bye. <laughs> 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 Episode <Yep>. over. <laughs> That's like the first order of business after this. <laughs>